What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Kyle, I got something to talk to you about right off the bat here. Okay, okay. So you and I both were victims yesterday. We were victims of this husband receive a text from your wife challenge. Yeah, I saw this. So the buzzy thing yesterday, there's been several of these going around. I, I, and the, the one from yesterday was wives were sending this screenshot of a hanging branch decoration. Oh, this is a, this is a nationwide thing. I thought this was just between our wives. No, this is all the same decoration. That husbands, they husbands across the nation. were getting this text, some type of suggestive text about, Hey, I want to buy this hanging branch decoration for $85. It's literally a branch with string and it's $85. And so wives are trying to play jokes on their husbands and see how they respond. So I get this text, right? And I'm like, I'm looking at it. It's literally a branch with this piece of string. And I lit, my response to my wife was, quote, we're not spending $85 on a branch to hang on the door. I have been told that your response to this from your wife was, uh, see, like you were fine with spending $85 on this ridiculous branch with this piece of string on it. I made the mistake of not looking at the price. <laughs> I'm like, what is, I mean, is Kyle just in I don't care mode? She's nine months pregnant, like whatever you want, honey. Well, or Chris, does Christmas, my man have morals? Christmas is also like her thing. It's like her, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Ha ha ha. Like, but also like she is totally in her element decorating the house for Christmas. So I kind of just let her do her thing. And it's like, I'll ask every year, like, hey, aside of me, like, lugging all the stuff up from the garage and stuff like that, do you want any help? No. No, I'm, I'll, I think I'll do it on my own. I'm like, okay. So, like, if it comes to Christmas decorations, I pretty much just stay out of the way. But had I seen the price tag, because she, it makes sense now that it's screenshotted because of the way it's the the picture that I got was oriented. It's kind of like it had partially cut off the price point, how she screenshotted it. So now it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I didn't see the price when I greenlit four or five of these Yeah, for $85 a pop. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun extra layer that I forgot is that your wife, cause she, for some reason she also sent it to me. I'm like, okay, I already know this. So I'm like, yeah, I told my wife she can order as many as she wants. And then I think it spoiled it for her. But yeah, man, like you were totally fine. What's four times 85? That's like, uh, uh, it's, it's like almost 400, 400 bucks. It's more than 400 bucks. Yeah. Uh, almost more, almost more than 400 bucks. Yes. It's Kyle, my guy, man. Hear you, brother. High roller. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so Kyle, Senior Bowl, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, right around the corner. Speaking of the most wonderful time of the year, right? Correct. Uh, 
the invites, the accepted invites are pouring through. And so we wanted to spend some time today just kind of working through some of the guys that we're excited about uh, that have already accepted their invites. And so the floor is yours, my friend. Let me ask you this. We have this crisis every year where we get all these great invites and great acceptances. And then like the week before the event, (laughs) dudes start dropping off. Do you think we'll see that this year? I think we will see it to a lesser degree because of the lack of resume that guys are going to be able to put together with less football being played in 2020. Well, I have an article coming out on the draftnetwork.com today that is five senior bowl invites that we're still hoping to see. And so as part of researching that article and seeing who does and does not have accepted invites, I can tell you that there's a lot of really good seniors that we've yet to hear from. So, you know, I think once those marquee names get out there, we might become a little bit more nervous about, uh, I should say more marquee names get out there. We should be more nervous about guys opting out, but given the limited exposures this year, whether that's from less games, guys opting out that are going to play in the senior bowl, but also just not having the same amount of NFL people at regular games and at practices throughout the summer, these guys probably should take these opportunities to be there and interact and compete. So I do think that the dynamics of this senior bowl cycle should lead to less guys, you know, backing out. There's some good names on this list, man. Yeah. Throw one at us, Kyle. All right. Let's, uh, let's start with the pass rushers. Okay. I see names like Hamilcar Rashad. Yep. Quincy Roche. Shaka Tony. Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa is a small school guy. Jeremiah Moon, a guy that we talked about in our staff meeting yesterday as a uh, DPR designated pass rusher. There's some twitch in this group. And uh, these all-star circuits are always a good showcase event for pass rushers because in the one-on-ones, I didn't even mention Carlos Basham, by the way. Yeah, might be the best one always a lot of room to work, right? You got space. So it's, it's set up for success for defensive pass rushers. So I look at this roster and there's already with plenty of room left on the roster, a number of pass rush talent that I'm excited to see. Yeah, man. Lots of good pass rushers so far. I mean, we, we still haven't heard from guys like uh, Patrick Jones who could add to that mix. K Witty pay. Also senior, you know, so there's some, there's some names that could come uh, when it comes to those pass rushers. Victor Dimokeje from Duke, some good guys left. Um, a name that really pops for me, and I, I really kind of gravitate towards a lot of these guys that opted out of the season but have accepted a senior, senior bowl invite. And the guy that I was really interested in over the summer was Carrie Vincent, uh, defensive yeah. back from LSU. I thought he had a really good year last year playing primarily in the slot for LSU, but I think he has some appeal at free safety as well. I mean, he's really, really athletic. He's going to run four, three. um, And he's, I mean, he plays really good play speed and he's really aggressive and physical. And so I think for, for an NFL game that's played wide open and sub on defense, a guy like this is going to be really valuable, but we didn't get a chance to see him play this year. So, you know, watching him at the senior bowl, seeing him line up with, you know, maybe tight ends, obviously receivers and stuff like that, and really getting another exposure to him 
at a later point in his football maturity, even though he didn't play this year, man. That's a guy, Kerry Vincent, that I can't wait to see. So I look at – I guess my mind's on the trenches today, dude. Good spot for it to be, man. Well, I'm looking at the tackles. We have two FCS tackles, Spencer Brown and Dylan Raddins. And, like, both of these guys are going to have the opportunity to make a – excuse my French – a shit ton of money this week because they're both super toolsy. They're both, you know, from a smaller uh, platform to, to play on. Uh, I think they're going to surprise some people when they get to mobile with how uh, capable they are versus FBS talent. We see this every year. People ask about level of competition and, and how do you account for it? I'd be willing to bet a good amount of money that Spencer Brown and Dylan Radunes, if they switched helmets with somebody else <laughs> this week for the Senior Bowl, you'd never know they were FCS players. You know, you think, who was the, who was the guy last year? Ben Barch? Remember, I wasn't there, so my Senior Bowl 2019 recall he, is not great. Yeah, he was the guy who had, like, the, the big story about the shakes that he drank to gain all oh, the yeah, yeah. Gatorade and eggs or something yeah, like that. Yeah, all that yeah. bullshit. Like, you knew Ben Barch, like, his technique was – tremendous but you knew this guy's gotta add significant amount of weight and weight room strength and functional strength because he's coming from a small program I don't think you're gonna have that problem with Spencer Brown or Dylan Raddins so seeing them from a physical perspective and knowing that NDSU played one game yeah it's gonna be a great showcase for both of those guys I think you're you're talking about Radunes is potentially a top fifty pick and Spencer Brown is a potential top seventy five, top one hundred pick when it's all said and done. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all new Stride Smart treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com NFL. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL. All right, Kyle, we got to talk quarterbacks, right? I mean, I got to talk about a quarterback quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks. We've got, we've got four so far that are in Texas, Sam Ellinger, Kyle Trask from Florida, Jamie Newman from Wake Forest. Yeah, he's in there on Wake Forest, huh? Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, man, that's so- course he is. <laughs> He doesn't deserve to wear the red and black of Georgia. How many more do you think we get? You think we get six or eight this year? Oh. Um, you get at least six. So you get at, at least at two least more. At least two more. I think I we get I think we might get four, to be honest with you. You have names? <laughs> I think Trevor Lawrence is eligible, man. I yeah, I believe he is. About Mac Zach, Jones. What about Zach Wilson? Oh, if he's eligible, please God give him to us. So Mac Redshirt Jr. 
So he, you would assume he would be eligible. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence will be eligible. I don't know if we'll get him, Desmond but I believe Ritter. he's eligible. Desmond Ritter, redshirt junior. Kenny Pickett. Yep. Shane Buscelli. Yep. Before you even get to like weird names, like yeah, we could get eight. We could right. get eight, my and, guy. And I mean that De'Ara King and Felipe Franks, two guys that are are making the most of their opportunities this season with play. Yeah, I think we get eight. So we're got we've got some more coming. We've got some here. Obviously, well, the headliner right now is what Trask. I mean, he's like a Heisman leader right now. Yeah. Well. Okay. It's hard because it's like the most fascinating name on the list. He is, but for Trask, man, it's like on on one hand, like we recognize that he's very capable, right? And that's the thing. He's capable and and he'll probably be a top 50 pick and he's fine, whatever. But like there's to me, it's he's not a franchise savior. So the disconnect between the way he's playing and some of the buzz around there and then just being honest about who he is, like that's where you get. That's where you lose a little enthusiasm for a marquee name, if you will. Well, and here's the thing. You know, you, you've referenced several times, I believe you've credited Lance Zerline with it, snap takers yeah. versus game breakers, Yeah. right? Look at the talent that Kyle Trask has to work with at Florida between Kadarius Toney, who's balling out, and Trayvon Grimes as a big-bodied wide receiver that transferred in, and Kyle Pitts, right? Like, Trayvon Grimes came from Ohio State. Be careful not to like um, make this information apply to other court like Tua, right? Like you know, you're it's a little bit careful here. I understand that, but then you compare, you extrapolate Trask's traits along with that. Correct. You know, it's not just oh, he's playing with good football players. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is playing with good football players too. But then you look at the individual traits of the player. And it's no wonder Kyle Trask, who's got Dan Mullen, who's humming on offense, yep. perfect fit. And it, it turns out the, the Georgia defense is not all that in a bag of chips, which we thought it was early in the season because Georgia got torched by Florida and Alabama. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not ready to buy Kyle Trask. And the comparison that we've made is – who, Mason Rudolph? Somebody made that on takes on takes, and I really liked it. <laughs> Common sense prevailed with Mason Rudolph. Yeah. I would think common sense would also prevail with Kyle Trask, but you also never know. So he would not be a top 50 pick for me. Now, granted, I, I mocked him to the Bears in the top 50. On, well, those are different things, right? Of, You're, yes, they are. And that's important to distinguish because you know somebody heard me say that. And they said, right. well, hold on now. You just gave him 44. <laughs> right, 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 right. I think you and I both subscribed. Like, if we think a guy's ceiling is as, like, a backup, maybe low-level starter, that doesn't move the needle for us, like, in the top 100 picks. Correct. So, uh, that's that's that. Um. I sort of want to talk about the names that are not yet on this list. Yeah, you've done some research on that. Yeah. So why don't you bring some of those guys to the table? For so, us? <laughs> dude, so that's exactly right. I, I, so my, I'm tasked with limiting it down to like five. But let's, listen to these. This is a list of seniors, right? Seniors right now that do not have accepted invites as of the recording of this podcast. Devonta Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. 
Travis Etienne, running back Clemson. Najee Harris, running back Alabama. Dylan Moses, linebacker Alabama. Trey Smith, interior offensive lineman Tennessee. Alex Leatherwood, offensive lineman Alabama. K. Woody Pay, Michigan. Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman Northwestern. Patrick Jones, Pitt, defensive end. Paulson Adebo, corner. Stanford, need to see him, right? Hamsa Nasrul-Dean, safety from Florida State, who just played for the first time last week. And how about Shai Smith, wide receiver from South Carolina? That's just scratching the surface, man. Yeah. The name that jumped out to me as a lock is Rayshon Slater. Yep, I got I had a star by his name. Yep, because he opted out of the season. The NFL apparently loves him. So you're talking probably a top 50, top 40 pick Yep, at a minimum. Yep. And uh, with no 2020 resume, he's going to want to have as many impressions as he possibly can. You could start in the senior bowl. You got to think he's getting an invite. Just a matter of when it's announced. Right. That he's the formality it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a guy I want to see. Because our last impression of him was like playing well against Chase Young. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you think about these running backs, man? I mean, the two best ones, ETN and Harris, they're both seniors. We've got Michael Carter from North Carolina. Excited that Carter's in. Larry Roundtree, who's had a, a wonderful 15-year career at Missouri. He's also in. <laughs> Guy's been the running back for 10 years, man. I swear. He's a Hunter Renfro of running backs. Missouri's got a lot of representation on this roster in general already. Right. You got three guys on the list right now. Yeah. And that doesn't include, like, Nick Bolton, right? Right. Who's probably their best prospect. Fair? Yes. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good, it blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of BuiltBar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. So, um, yeah, I, I guess here's the issue with the backs. The whole thing around backs is short shelf life and wear and tear, mm-hmm. right? Both of these guys have already answered questions on whether or not they can catch passes. Would you say that's a fair assessment? Um, with an exclamation point. <laughs> right. They've answered that question. So there's no concern about their three-down ability. They're high-volume and high-usage backs. Athletic testing is important at the position. Everybody always talks about the the 40 speed and and the explosiveness. Are they going to want to, after playing full, quote-unquote, full schedules this fall, are they going to want to spend a week going to Mobile to put their talents on display when they could be testing to try to – or? working out to try to get their athletic testing as impressive as they can get it 
knowing full well that that is just as big of a needle mover. Plus you run the risk of going out and tweaking something and then you can't do testing. That's where I get stuck with both Harris and ETN at the running back position. Here's what I'll say about ETN. Nobody knows why in the world he came back, right? But he did. He loves to play. He loves to to compete. Yeah, he wants his degree. Everybody values things differently. If there's one wart with Travis Etienne's game, it's pass pro. Like, he's not great in pass pro. That might be the one thing that that he could perform and do well and actually make his evaluation better. I'm not saying the risk outweighs the gain in that area, but if there's something that he could go do, and we know he loves to play, like, you know who for him. You know who we can put in Sharpie is going to get an invite to this event a million percent. All of the at, names at, I just said. But. At, at the running back position, not a name that you just mentioned. Okay, go ahead. Brian Robinson from Alabama. Yes. A million percent. Put it in Sharpie. He's getting an invite because he's playing behind Najee Harris. He's a guy, 6'1", 226, is a first-off-the-bus type prospect. He's a former four-star recruit. He flashes to me every time I watch Bama play. But he doesn't have the resume. He's a guy who will have something to prove in this week. And I think he's a, he is a prime candidate for Jim Nagy and the Senior Bowl to hit with that invitation. A couple of names on defense here. Jabril Cox, linebacker, LSU, transferred from uh, North Dakota State. The LSU team's not been great this year, and I don't think it's been a great showcase yet for Cox. But, man, is he going to look so good. He's so loose and fluid and springy. You know, he's going to get chances to play coverage against tight ends and running backs. And you think about – the way North Dakota State used him a lot in the overhang, and they let mm-hmm. him just play straight up man coverage, dude. So I think it would be a good showcase for him. People will fall in love with that mobility. And then Charles Snowden. So what was fun about the Charles Snowden accepted invite is that we got a little bit of a clue here that he's this is it for him at Virginia. And Virginia has done so well at recruiting their own players and bringing them back. And yeah. You know, Charles is like super highly regarded for his character. People think he's like got a career as like a high level politician down the line, like a super buttoned up guy, great in the community. So there was no, there was no belief that I could, you know, put my rest my head on and say, well, yeah, he's, he's not going back. So him accepting this invitation was a signal to him being done playing at at Virginia, but also like he's super long, uh, lean, he does a lot of different things for Virginia, whether that's rushing the passer, like playing in coverage. They love to get those long arms into throwing windows and they'll put him in space a little bit. So a player with him, with his traits and, you know, kind of what he doesn't bring also answering some questions about his size and how that holds up in, in different roles, I think will be big for him. So those are two guys that bring some versatility in different ways that I'm, I'm pretty anxious to see. So I look at the safety group, Richie Grant, James Wiggins, two names that really jump off at me. Uh, I was really impressed. Joe, Richie Grant, uh, he broke my streak last year. Do you remember this? Uh, Did you eval him and he didn't come out? Yes. Yeah. It's the first time in like three years. I thought ETN got you too. Uh, Yeah, he did. 
but I did Richie first. Okay. Okay. And Richie came back first. So for, it was the first time in like three years when you have to write 300 reports yourself, you have to start early. Right. And you have to, you know, pull the calendar out and pace yourself. And instead of watching some of these fringe <laughs> seniors, I'm like, nah, I want to know the top of the class. So I'll watch guys, even if they're underclassmen, and try and be selective with it. And Richie got me last year because I did a full eval on Richie Grant, and he came back. But he's on the senior bowl list this year, so I feel really good about knowing I'm going to have an eval to do on Richie Grant this year. But he's fun, man as a, a ball hawking safety in the secondary at UCF. Uh, his ball production was down in 2019. And I believe it's back up this year, yeah. and it was, like, really, really good in 2018. He, like, couldn't get his hands off the football. So as we look at the safety group, and, Joe, this is a conversation that we've had about the safety group, is where's the ceiling? Where's the excitement? You know, who's going to be safety one, and where do they get drafted? Could we see no safeties in the first round for two consecutive years? And I believe that will be the case. Yeah. But you get into the day two candidates, oh, and you, you just kind of take an inventory of the guys that are around. Oh, Paris Ford, the concern there is he's a big hitter, but he's small, at, quote unquote, small at 190 pounds listed. Javon Holland, who opted out of the season, uh, so there's some athleticism, functional athleticism questions there. Bubba Bolden's helped himself, but tackling has been a major issue for him. Major. Caden Stearns from Texas. It's there, there's a durability factor, and he has not lived up to the expectation and benchmark that he set for himself as a freshman when he was there. Hamza Nasser Ladin, you know, does he have a true safety role at 6'4", 215, or is he more of a hybrid, one of those positionless players? And sometimes that can be a good thing for teams, and sometimes it can be a bad thing for teams. And Hamza is only just now getting on the field. So you start going through the names, Andre Cisco, another guy with, with tackling questions and run support. Richie Grant could really help himself. So that's the name that really jumps off to me as I look at the, the defensive backs that have accepted thus far. Seeing Wiggins move around is going to be special, man. That guy's yeah. a different kind of athlete. Uh, on Bruce Feldman's freak list, you see it on the field. Um, came back from an ACL tear in five months crazy he was cleared in five months like there was it was like common knowledge that if uh they played for was like a championship game or a certain bowl game like he was gonna play last yeah. year which is crazy that's um, like the master teague special right like master teague tore his yeah. achilles in march and, and was the primary ball carrier in their opening game this season amari rogers too last year for Clemson. yeah He's weird, man. It'd probably take me six years to recover from an ACL tear. These and, you'd, are... and you'd never get back to, like, 90% right. capacity anyway. Slept on my shoulder weird three days ago. I still feel <laughs> that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... Oh, brother. What else? We good? I think we're good. There's a lot of names left to, to be added. Shout out to a couple of my other favorites. Just, just calling out some names. Uh, Deontay Brown, guard from Alabama. And also uh, Tony Fields, the linebacker from West Virginia. I was hoping you were going to say him. Yeah, man. Tell us about Fields. Okay, so Fields transferred in from Arizona. And he is everywhere. He's one of those high motor. He's not big. He's like 225, 230. Uh, 
But West Virginia, I've watched three games of West Virginia this year. And every single time, whether he is QB spy, shallow zone, run support, shooting gaps, blitzing, he's making plays. So he's just he, – he seems like he has that instinctual value at the linebacker position to anticipate and create plays. And what an addition he's been for West Virginia, who is one of the few teams in the Big 12 that, that plays defense at a high level. And uh, he's just been – every time you look up, because I've got three screens right downstairs in my office, so I'll put three – three games on in the 12 o'clock slots on Saturdays and West Virginia will be one of them. And every time I'm looking up and paying attention to that game, he's at the football. So super high motor dude. Very impressive. All right. We need some linebackers, man. So anxious to get eyes on him myself. Yeah. 73 days away, four hours, 37 minutes and 21 seconds as of this point in time (laughs) from the 2021 senior bowl courtesy of the countdown clock that they've got on the website. So lots to look forward to, lots of names to be added. Uh, Joe, tomorrow we've got Would You Rather in the evening Yep. on YouTube.com, the Draft Network, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ahead of, I believe we have a good Thursday game this week, don't we? It's always good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is specifically. I believe it's Arizona and somebody. Oh, Seattle. Ari- Seattle and Arizona. Yeah, it's a big So, event. yes, we will have a good, you know, maybe not a competitive, you know, turns into a blowout, but we will have a good showcase of good teams on Thursday Night Football. So, we have that to look forward to. Uh, but pregame with us or at the YouTube channel, The Draft Network, 7.30 p.m. And, of course, tomorrow morning we'll also have another episode of The Draft Dudes for you to listen to. So, make sure you swing by and check it out. Thanks for listening, guys.